0: the following program is brought to you by tastebud entertainment welcome to two hours of delicious conversation with chef jamie gwen dish with celebrity chefs cookbook authors and food experts and gain inspirational ideas you'll learn kitchen wisdom wine education and culinary trends and eat and drink like you've never done before Food and wine with Chef Jamie Gwynn starts now.
1: the And why aren't you here? We're broadcasting live from Pink's Hot Dogs in Hollywood. So come on, swing by, get in your car. There's nothing like a chili cheese dog for breakfast. A Chef Jamie Farmer's Market hot dog on the menu today only at Pink's. Pink's is heating up the dogs. The chili is simmering away. And at 9 a.m. this morning, you can start your day right with a Pink's hot dog. So you should come on down and join us. In fact, we're inviting all of our friends between 9 and 9.30 a.m. Come for a hot dog. Your hot dog is on us. Thank you to the Pink's. Between 9 and 9.30, say Chef Jamie at the Pink's. Hot Dog Stand at La Brea and Melrose, and your hot dog is compliments of our passion for truly fabulous food. We are celebrating the hot dog this hour. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana, in your radio, have a passion for fabulous food. We're always serving up seconds at chefjamie.com. And we're celebrating summer this morning, the best of summer, in fact, at the Santa Monica Farmer's Market, Amelia Saltzman and her best picks for summer entertaining menus coming up in just a bit. Also, Wicked Good Barbecue. There is a new barbecue book out that trumps every other barbecue book on the planet. So stay tuned because we're delighted that the barbecue greats Andy Husband and Chris Hart are going to join us live. Also, we're going to talk about the art of the knife. And Chris Capehart, one of the leading knife experts in the country, has brought his knife sharpening truck. And he is positioned right outside of Pink's. And at a very special rate, at $3 per knife today, he will sharpen your knives from his truck right out in front of Pink's. So bring your kitchen knives down and plan... To Get the Edge. We're also going to share with you live on the radio how to keep your knives sharp, the safety, and how to properly use a steel, so stay tuned. It's the 73-year legacy, I think, of the great Pink's hot dog that is truly guaranteeing this to be a delicious show. Good morning to you, Lana. Good
2: morning, Jamie, <laughs> and to the Pink's, the and to gorgeous the gorgeous Pink family here.
1: Yes, we're <laughs> live again at Pink's, so you should come on down. Good morning, sir. you ready for hey. a hot dog? This is our annual live breakfast broadcast, and you wouldn't want to miss it. We are very proud to know and love the Pinks for many, many years, and um, as most of my friends will tell you, they know that I grace the walls of few places, but Pinks is one of my certainly more prouder positions, I must say. And along with us live this morning, Richard and Gloria Pink, along with Beverly Pink, the Pink family, and uh, a family of radio listeners and hot dog lovers, and... We're going to dish on the Chef Jamie dog first and foremost because every year you honor me with a hot dog, Martha and I. Well, Martha's on the menu pretty consistently, but we can talk about that later. Um, But with that said, this year's hot dog is a Chef Jamie Farmer's Market hot dog, a quarter-pound all-beef hot dog with grilled onions, mushrooms, roasted red and green peppers, diced tomatoes, guacamole, Barbecue sauce mixed with ranch dressing, because that's what makes it truly mm. delicious. Salad. And
2: gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous.
1: Piled high on a steamed bun with a side of jalapenos. Thank you for honoring me once again oh. at Pink's.
3: It's a beautiful hot dog like you're a beautiful oh, lady.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yay. You know, we come here every year, and it's always amazing to mm. see the legacy continue. But, Richard and Gloria, talk if you would, for those that have, you know, been in the dark or in a hole and don't know <laughs> otherwise... This is a very extraordinary long-term success story.
3: My parents started Pink's Hot Dogs as a little hot dog cart in 1939. And in 1941, they were fortunate enough to buy the property right here on La Brea. And uh one key thing in the restaurant business you have to control your, your expenses and your rent and they were able to buy this property and so that's allowed this legacy to continue for seventy three years.
2: Oh, and bravo. we started
3: with a little Amazing. hot dog that was selling for fifteen wow. cents and and now we're selling our hot dogs at three ninety five and if you add that all up with inflation it's a heck of a bargain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it it certainly is. I will say, you're the only hot dog stand in the country. Uh, we've noted that has a parking lot attendant parking lot is free free. yes the things that set you apart you've you've seen a rolls-royce pull-up or a stretch limo you've seen moms with kids and businessmen Uh, we've seen every name and likeness of a celebrity and over the past year since we do get to come and visit once a year and then we sneak in lots of other times when right. you don't know we're here um, who has graced the presence of Pink's most recently?
4: Well we have all kinds of celebrities coming to Pink's like Chef Jamie. Yeah, thank you. Oh gosh recently we've had uh, Katy Perry, Aretha Franklin, love it,
2: Elvira I mean oh. <laughs> we've got
3: a lot of diversity oh, wow. here at Pink's. We even uh, have Marlon Brando's children here because Marlon used to come here all the time and we have a Marlon Brando dog that just went on the menu. (gasps) Oh, tell
1: us about it. Well,
3: it's a a quarter pound dog because he was a really big star.
2: Yeah.
1: Mustard,
3: (laughs) onions, chili and it's the first time we put shredded cheddar cheese on top of a dog. Wow. And so his kids loved it. And everybody came here dressed as Marlon Brando. And when you did, you got oh, a free dog. In, in his house.
2: honor. that's in his honor. Oh, lovely. Yes, we got the Brando dog. That's yes. really
1: fabulous. Uh, July being National Hot Dog Month, I have a few statistics. And you know I love culinary history. So according to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, the council estimates that over seven billion hot dogs will be eaten between Memorial Day and Labor Day this year. So that means, by the way, if you're driving around just waking up or planning Sunday supper in your kitchen and you've not done your part – you should go get dressed now. And you should come on over to Pink's. Come on down. During the Labor Day weekend, the biggest hot dog holiday of the year, they say, 155 million hot dogs will be downed. good hundred million of those are so probably yours here at Pink's, right? You better get lined line <laughs>
3: yeah, hundred sure. million people
2: waiting. And, <laughs> right, and you
1: thought
3: Excuse there was a me. line last
2: time that, you came right. here. I have to leave now and get a line. <laughs> Lana's going to be perched outside of Pink's.
1: Um, Americans eat an average of... Of 60 hot dogs each per year and it's considered the most misunderstood but the greatest comfort food america has and that's really what i think is so exceptional about your legacy 73 years of people coming back for the same snap the skin of that huffy dog that just comes mm. through Consistently, there are two things that we know about the Pink's family. And, Beverly, we love to watch you in the middle of the night on a television commercial. <laughs> Thank you, Bank of America. There are two things you have stuck with for 73 years, and that's extraordinary to me. One, you've never served another dog other than Huffy from mm-hmm. the day your father started, right? That's right. And for 73 years, you mm-hmm. have been loyal, and Bank of America has been loyal to you.
3: Well, they they put us in business. And, uh, Pretty amazing. And we're a super small uh, little business, and as a result of the loan they made to my parents of some four thousand dollars that allowed us to buy this property here, uh, wow. Pink's is here today to be able to serve hot dogs to city of LA. And now, with uh, all the great travel channels and food channels, it's known around the country, and then uh, all the foreign countries and, and their TV networks have all copied what we're doing here in the U.S. And they all come here, so every day there will be Japan TV here, Korea TV. So when mm. you come here, you will see people from all over the world, sort of like a mini Disneyland, if you will. It oh,
2: is. Oh, how marvelous is that? What was the first hot dog that your parents served?
3: Well, the very first hot dog, as as Jamie said, is a, is the Hoffie, uh Natural casing hot dog with chili, um, and then, oh, with chili, oh, the with chili, chili. chili? Oh, from yeah. the beginning. Mustard, onions, oh, chili from the first, beginning, when we first
4: opened, we only had one hot dog on the menu—the chili dog. The, one hot dog, one hamburger,
2: one
3: tamale—that was, was it. And cheese now, cheese
2: on, on the
3: chili? No, they didn't have cheese. I, I, we we had to figure out how do you get people to keep coming back, and we knew that we had to have something that differentiated us from every other hot dog stand in America, okay, Mm -hmm. because you're always in competition. And what would make us unique? So what made us unique was evolving to the point where we now have 35 different kinds of hot dogs. So whatever your taste is, whatever it might be, whether it's chili or whether it's bacon or whether it's guacamole or whether it's a combination of all these things or the lovely uh, Chef Jamie Farmer's Market Dog that was created today, it will bring people back and and that's what makes us really unique.
2: And what was your second and third dog?
3: Well, after that we started adding as you say cheese and then we added bacon and then we then we wrapped a a tortilla around a hot dog, which today is a three-dog night.
1: Right. And, yeah. in fact, we have a, one of our KFWB crew that's here was reading through the menu. And we heard Rick, our engineer, say, oh, I'm having a three-dog night. And she said, oh, my dad has a three-dog night. It's like everybody has their own signature Pink's hot dog. That's dogs. right.
3: And they won't compromise. And they right. will
1: not compromise. Right. And we love that. There. We love that. What other locations are in the works? Tell us where Pink's is going. Because well, Pink's is growing, by the way.
3: It is indeed. Indeed. You know, because Pinks has become so well known, fortunately, uh, we have now grown all the way to Ohio. Yes. Imagine that. Uh, we're at far, We're at the Knott's Berry Farm uh, out in Orange County. We're at Harrah's Rincon Casino in San Diego. We're at the Planet Hollywood Hotel in Las Vegas. We're at Universal City Walk here in L.A., and we are all the way to Cedar Point Amusement Park, which is the largest amusement park in the, in world. the world. That's fabulous. And Pink's is right cool. as you enter, um, so it's yeah. fabulous.
1: That's Absolutely. and And that it is, mm-hmm. truly fabulous. Do you have a favorite Pink's dog? We want to know. Call us. Phone lines are open. Food is life. Create and savor yours. Come down. Come on down. Even better yet, we are serving free hot dogs thanks to the Pink's family. Between 9 and 9.30 this morning, there is nothing like a chili cheese dog for breakfast. Come on down and join me. Chef Jamie Gwen, in your radio broadcasting live for our annual hot dog breakfast broadcast right here at the Pink's Hot Dog Legendary Mm. Hot Dog Stand. Melrose and La Brea. Please come join us. We're here until 10 a.m. If you'd like to call in and share your favorite Pink's dog, 888-KFWB-980. 888-KFWB-980 will get you to us. When we come back, we're going to talk about the best of the farmer's market and how you can summer entertain in style. Stay tuned. The delicious conversation is right here, right now, and in your radio. But better yet, live at Pink's Hot Dogs. It's Sunday morning. A very delicious morning to you. Chef Jamie Gren along with Lana. Be right back if you're just tuning in you're late we're live at pink's hot dogs and you'll find us at la brea and melrose the legendary hot dog stand it's our annual hot dog breakfast broadcast and you're invited for everyone that comes down and says chef jamie between 9 and 9:30 a.m this morning your first hot dog is on us Ray got up at 6.30 this morning from San Pedro to come on down and join us. Take a seat. Get comfortable, Ray. There's like, you know, another good two hours of culinary conversation here. And Paula, one of our most loyal listeners here. And then my dear friend, Chef Bill Bracken, calling on the iPhone during the break, Uh right? I said, I picked up the phone. I said, Bill, I'm live from Pink's right now. I can't talk to you. He said, I know. I'm listening. (laughs) So, Bill Bracken, we know you're out there. Congratulations on your new restaurant opening called Dive Bar in Newport Beach. We will be there soon. We just can't wait for broasted chicken. And we hope that you'll come down and join us soon, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio, live from the legendary Pink's Hot Dogs, my Chef Jamie Farmer's Market hot dog, one day only. Yes, I have a hot dog at Pink's.
2: <laughs> and our friend Janie? Yes. We have to discuss it? where she was. Okay, so this last is a great night.
1: story. Pinks, you know Janie because she's never missed a Pinks mm-hmm. broadcast, a Pinks live broadcast. But she wrote us a note saying that she was terribly sorry due to a family commitment. She couldn't make it this morning, but she and her husband, Albert, were honoring the Pinks by going last night in Los Alamitos. That's right. To yes. the Weenie Dog races. <laughs> <laughs> Is that cool. funny? It's so, no, owner review. Yes. <laughs> Jane, Our dog
3: wasn't in that race.
1: No, no, no. no. Different contest. Janie and Albert, wherever you are, we know that you're here in spirit. And yes, I will have a hot dog for you. We're talking everything splendidly scrumptious here, as we do every Sunday morning for two hours in your radio. Um, if you are a new listener, I am a Culinary Institute of America graduate, a certified sommelier, and you can find me on TV and radio where I love to share my passion. I also have this extraordinary group of comrades and friends that we're very proud to have on our side sharing their knowledge with you. And Lana and I have known Amelia Saltzman for a very long time, in fact. Mm -hmm. Her cookbook, the (laughs) Santa Monica Farmer's Market cookbook, rather, was one of Cooking Light Magazine's top 100 cookbooks of the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. And for more than a quarter century, the Santa Monica Farmer's Market has inspired Both very renowned chefs. We were just there this past Wednesday and ran into Josiah Citrin.
2: In honor of you. Yes, Amelia. Thank you.
1: Um, you. And inspiring home cooks, too, making it a very regional market with a very national presence. And so what better than in the heat of summer than to talk about the best of the farmer's market? Amelia woke up early to share with us the difference between white and green zucchini and where you can find the best ramps (laughs) by coming down live. And we're delighted that you're here. Good morning. Good Good morning. Good morning,
4: Jamie and Lana. We're glad to see you. again. great to see you again. And
1: glad to see you, too. By the way, I was up way too late last night sitting on my iPad looking at your new app. It's very cool, by the way. And I will say that what I love most about it is that it is quintessential summer. So there is a new book out by Amelia, and it's an app per se, the Santa Monica Farmer's Market Cookbook Summer Entertaining App. Ebook. It's an e-book. Thank you. E-book. It's an Mm e-book. And so I've bookmarked a couple of pages. But let's start, just if you would, give us a general overview of what you're finding at the market right now. And Mm -hmm. we can compare some notes. Because
4: Lana went a little crazy over zucchini blossoms.
1: Oh, my
2: gosh. Uh, And and lemon cucumbers. And lemon
4: cucumbers. Lemon cucumbers. You know, one of the things that I love about a great farmer's market is that you find the extraordinary in the ordinary we're all familiar with cucumbers but who knew that there was this wonderful variety a lemon cucumber now it doesn't taste like a lemon but it kind of looks like a lemon on the outside it's it's round and it gets a little bit golden yellow when it Mm -hmm. gets really ripe and when you cut into it the seed markings look very much like the the juice vesicles as we say when we're being geeky um look very much like A A lemon. uh, Like uh, a lemon. Like a lemon, but with the seeds of a cucumber. Absolutely. It is a cucumber. Right. But when you cut it into wedges, imagine in your mind like a wedge of lemon. But it's just a beautiful, sweet cucumber, and it holds its shape, and it's just delicious, paired with its cousin, a melon, a cantaloupe. Who would think now? Really? put those two what together? A, what
2: I, a great pairing.
4: Yes, I
1: didn't pair it that way at all, oh. but I could see the acidity of it pairing beautifully with something sweeter. I sliced it. I did not cut it into wedges. Oh, next time try cutting it into wedges because it's will. a whole
4: different visual thing. I was
1: going to say, it's a mindset. that's a now, great idea. I cut it into slices, and I served it with um, a Spanish white bean dip. Olive oil, lots of fresh Meyer lemon, and it was really beautifully bright, and it had a wonderful crunch to it, Mm -hmm. and I love that textural component of it. Josiah was pairing it um, as well in a salad structure with a little bit of lemon. Uh, He mentioned good olive oil as a drizzle, and I think that he was setting over a sautéed a uh, fresh fillet of some gorgeous
4: local fish, mm-hmm. and that would be a gorgeous compliment too. That that would. But you know, for a lot of home cooks, that seems like well, can seem a little intimidating. Yes. So what I like to do is say, take it simple, do the obvious that's right in front of you. One of the great tricks that a home cook can have is contrast. Probably the single most exciting thing that makes um, a dish company-worthy is contrast, so contrasting flavors, textures, colors, and surprise. So it's pretty surprising if you take a melon, a cantaloupe, and you cut it into chunks, and you cut up crunchy vegetal cucumber, juicy cucumber, and at the height of summer, just toss that maybe with a little bit of chopped onion and some mint, Mm. lemon, Mm. and it's an amazing salad, simple to make, And you'll look like a culinary hero, I like to say. culinary genius. Yeah, It's true.
1: It's true. I love the uniqueness of the Santa Santa Monica Farmer's Market. There is nowhere else that you can find a six-foot table piled four feet high of individual black Tuscan kale leaves than at the Santa Monica Farmer's Mm -hmm. Market. That table, Mm -hmm. Lana, was taller than I was and people great food lovers sifting through finding their leaves of choice so that they could prepare whether it be a kale salad or slowly cooked greens or what we like to do with kale is wrap a piece of camembert Amelia Mm. and throw it on the grill because the kale holds up to the heat of the Mm. barbecue and the cheese melts. And then I'm the one that eats the kale leaf because it's so delicious.
4: That is a brilliant idea because, you know, there's so many wonderful wraps yes. that you can access at the market. Grape leaves and so on. But kale, kale, that's a terrific one. What are you doing with Tuscan kale? What am I doing yes. with Tuscan kale? I love to make a pesto out of it. <gasps> Ooh, oh, yes. So not done yet. Oh, change. yes. Quite lovely. Just boil it up and squeeze out the moisture and grind it up with nuts and cheese. It's That's delicious. delicious. Any particular nut that you use? Um, oh, p- you can use pine nuts. nuts. You can use pine nuts. Okay. Sure. Lots of garlic. Lots of great olive oil, and it's delicious. Probably would go great on a Pink's hot dog, I think. Oh, guaranteed. What do you think? What do you think?
1: I think so. What are you cooking? What's on your summer menu? And are you in your car yet, making your way down to Pink's, the legendary hot dog stand, La Brea and Melrose, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, but live here at Pink's along with Lana, I wouldn't go anywhere without her. I know better. We've got a crowd of fans and friends and hot dog lovers. The Pink's family is here. Come down and share your passion. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more inspiration from the farmer's market and another hot dog, please. There's more (laughs) right after this. KFWB News Talk 980.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: This is your culinary playground every Sunday morning beginning at 8 a.m. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio. We're having a party. Come on down. Everybody's waiting patiently for the opening of Pink's 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, early, in fact, for this live breakfast broadcast spectacular. And between 9 and 9.30 a.m., mention my name, Chef Jamie, and your first First hot dog rather is on us today. The Pink's family live with us. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio, proud to be on the wall at Pink's for many years and in fact the only time that I will ever grace the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. Yes, posted in my office is a plaque of the 2000 I think it was Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition where this absolutely gorgeous model who's never eaten a hot dog or an M&M for that matter in her entire life is stretched across three tables in front of the wall at Pink's and sorry Ryan Seacrest but you're behind the bum and I'm behind the foot and right behind her foot ...is my photo. And by the way, once again, the only time I will ever grace a Sports Illustrated swimsuit
2: edition. She Thank is you, so Pink. She proud.
1: I am very oh, proud. So that was a big, big career accomplishment. Really? We are broadcasting live, and we welcome you to come on down. And we're also celebrating summer. Amelia Saltzman, the author of the Santa Monica Farmer's Market cookbook, which has sold probably over a million copies by now, or at least I hope so. I millions. Yes, millions. And her new app, uh, the Santa Monica Farmer's Market Summer Entertaining iBook, is available now as well. We're giving away some copies of her cookbooks here, so you should come on down and join us too. And we were talking about inspiration from the farmer's market. So we saw lemon cucumbers, lots of beautiful zucchini blossoms, Tuscan kale, Mm. what else have you seen of late?
4: Well, we're right at the height of apricot season and I think farmers, and of course tomatoes, and I think one of the great things about uh, shopping at a terrific farmer's market is that you can get things Mm. that are fully ripe. And Mm. some things just don't stand up to the taste test if they're not carefully grown and harvested at peak, and apricots are one of them. So the apricots, we'll have them for a few more weeks. The Blenheim variety in particular um, are just, if you think you don't like apricots because you've gotten used to sort of large, tasteless, what gorgeous apricots. Yes. You need to get down to your local farmer's market and give them a try. Mm. I, I agree.
1: One They're of my, very juicy.
2: Know,
4: yes. One of my favorite things to do with apricots during
1: the peak of summer is to cut them in half and take out the pit and grill them. And those gorgeous grill marks and the heat from the barbecue really caramelizes the natural sugar. And then that is the most beautiful pairing to something salty and umami and rich, like a mm-hmm. piece of prosciutto di parma. Wrap the grilled apricot in a piece of prosciutto di parma oh. and put it out as an appetizer mm. with a cocktail. Fabulous. And it's a two-ingredient
4: wonder. You know, I love what you say about the two-ingredient wonder. What I couldn't get past is you were thinking, what do I like to do with apricots? And the first thing I thought it was, I, I just like to smash a ripe one on a half an English muffin Ooh. instead oh, of jam. Nice. Yes. But when you mentioned the the... The caramelization, I mean, this is one of the great simple techniques Mm -hmm. that just does that contrast thing that makes you look like a culinary genius. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's true. So that you can, one of the things I like to do, one of the things that I'm finding right now are amazing white nectarines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what you want to look for is a white nectarine that's not just sweet, but that has a lot of other notes going on in it, so that you're looking for complexity. You know, when you have complexity, which translates to excitement, in the ingredient itself, you don't have to go in for complex, that Mm -hmm. is, complicated techniques. It's very true. And that's the beauty of the farmer's market. We
1: tasted everything, Lana, Mm -hmm. as we were walking Mm -hmm. by. Do you want to know what that strawberry is going to taste like before Mm -hmm. you buy it? That's the beauty of these rock star farmers, is they really want you to fall in love with the beauty of their incredible Mm -hmm. labor and that is the the fruit and the vegetables that they produce Mm -hmm. and such pride you know the chefs have always been rock stars Mm -hmm. and i love being in that in that realm by the way but i will tell you we've come to a place of farm to fork cooking where the farmer is the rock star Mm -hmm. and we're really getting to the root of what matters today And that's where the flavor really comes from.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, any cook worth his or her salt will tell you that they wouldn't be the rock star that they are. That's true. Whether be it Mm -hmm. in their home kitchen or in a restaurant. Yes. If it weren't for Mm. uh, the farmers growing Mm -hmm. what they grow. Because what you start with defines the end product. Oh, for sure. So that's why for us who want to do something simple but fabulous... Take that white nectarine, cut it in half, and instead of this time putting it on the grill, let's sear it in a skillet. Okay. Let's just put a teaspoon of butter, swirl it around in the pan, and put that fruit cut side down in the pan. You're going to do the same thing, develop those natural sugars, not change the essence of the fruit itself right, the composition. right? Mm-hmm. the composition which you know when you make a pie yes all of a sudden then the fruit the acid the sweet acid balance is Changes. all different sure. and you're like well wait that's not what I'm doing here but if you sear it or grill it but if you sear it you're sealing the surface you're caramelizing the, the surface as well building those natural sugars and yet you have the integrity of the fruit itself and it's taken you mm. two minutes. Right and I'm yes. thinking
1: like peach melba. Then it gets like a dollop of gorgeous freshly whipped vanilla mm. bean infused whipped cream and crumbles of and, streusel
4: on top.
2: Oh yeah. And, or, oh and I like to drizzle it with truffle honey or a flavored honey. You know what? Honey oh. is the
4: perfect kind. What I do is I deglaze the pan afterwards mm-hmm. with a little bit of honey and dessert wine mm. and kind of oh. caramelize that drizzle that over okay and i'm telling you oh. five minutes <laughs> five minutes the pigs
1: are coming <laughs> to your house i'd right, love, right, love it in the santa monica <laughs> I, farmers market cookbook summer entertaining i book i found a recipe which lana my mom makes the best Pavlova, Amelia. I don't know. No, no,
4: we're gonna have a Pavlova face off. Okay, yes. That's
2: a deal.
1: <laughs> a Pavlova face off it is. <laughs> the bake off starts next Sunday. Um but in in the interim, peach pavlova in your oh. book for oh, a casual Very beautiful nice. dessert for entertaining that's a gorgeous idea it's something make ahead it looks ultra impressive you've made a meringue that by the way is very simple to do and takes more time to dry out than it does to actually Mm. assemble i I mean this is really the ultimate impressive entertaining dish
4: you know thank you so much for pointing that out and that is the cover image because it is such a showstopper and yet it is so simple oh, to do, and it's so
2: impressive, and it's so variable. Mm. You know, you
4: can top it with, a, with the summer's best peaches. You can use strawberries. You can use raspberries. But what's great about it is you can adapt it. You you can. First of all, it's basically a dump, a dump and stir recipe. recipe. You put the egg whites, the sugar, a bit of lemon juice, a bit of cornstarch in a bowl, and whip it until it's thick. Plop it on a pan and put it in the oven for a few minutes at 350 and then br- bring down the temperature. <laughs> I'm watching, I, have to tell, I have to tell everybody, I'm watching Jamie eat a hot dog, right, as we're talking. What can I say? Sorry, Amelia. <laughs> it's Keep at talking. Problem. Keep talking. We're busy. <laughs> this
1: is how this works, Amelia. You sure are a genius, and I get to eat.
4: It's been, you know, 13 years. Up, I don't know. I Thir- don't know. 13 years has been working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At any rate. Oh, that is so um.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I have Sure thrown, you are. I have <laughs> thrown
1: your train of thought. There there are lots of
2: I would like to point out we are sitting in front of the chef Jamie Dog. It has fresh... Green pepper. I thought you'd fresh proud tomatoes. Of this. I'm very proud. The colors are beautiful. Grilled
1: onions and peppers and, and mushrooms.
2: Tomatoes Gorgeous, and guacamole. It's farmers and market
4: inspired, Amelia. Well it is totally and I would like to just tell everybody that this one dog with its accoutrement looks yes. like it could feed. Four people. <laughs> yeah, and it just, looks for the, fabulous. just for the record, that one's mine.
1: <laughs> there is a green zebra tomato gazpacho oh. in the book and a grilled fig salad, which you were kind enough to share, mm. which, by the way, at chefjamie.com. You'll find two recipes excerpted from Amelia Saltzman's Santa Monica Farmer's Market cookbook, Summer Entertaining iBook. The grilled fig salad is one of them. I'm a fig lover. I could happily sit under a fig tree mm-hmm. and chomp all day long. And you'll find a, a whole slew of really wonderful recipes. Everything for the best of summer produce, from asparagus to eggplants to snap peas to squash, all the virtues of cherry tomatoes and Roma tomatoes and the mm-hmm. beautiful heirlooms that we're finding and inspiration for fabulous and it, dishes. And it's
2: fabulous on the iPad. Yes, it's that a it great is. Great way to spend time in your kitchen. Thank we, you. We
1: celebrate you and we well, thank you. Thank you. You are thank a wealth of that. knowledge. And for getting up early, uh, uh-huh. I hope that you'll have a hot dog on us. At are least you I mean you, you came all you kidding? the way here. Wait, at least three. <laughs> This is a celebration of the market's excellence and its hard working farmers and a, the con- Continued work of Amelia Saltzman and her Santa Monica Farmer's Market cookbook, again, named um, top cookbook of the year by so many multiple publications, I can't even tell you. Trust me, this is an essential for any great cook's library. And for those of you carrying an iPad or any mobile device around right now, your iBook is ready and waiting for you. It's Amelia Saltzman's Santa Monica Farmer's Market cookbook, Summer Entertaining iBook. We hope you'll come join us before the end of the summer as an introduction to fall. Mm
4: -hmm. I would adore that. We would love it as well.
1: Terrific. As the delicious conversation continues, we are nearing close to the 9 a.m. mark. And if you haven't had scrambled eggs and bacon, because you were smart enough to hold off, your chili cheese dog breakfast is just 15 minutes away. (laughs) Your first hot dog is on us. Just say, uh, Chef Jamie. The coleslaw dog. Oh, Oh, wow. That's the Lana dog. One day, one day. Uh, You'll find us live right now for our annual hot dog breakfast broadcast celebrating National Hot Dog Month at Pink's Hot Dogs, La Brea and Melrose. The Pink's family is here. Come on out and join us. We're delighted that you're listening to the most delicious conversation on the radio. Be right back. This is your culinary culture and lifestyle show celebrating food, a place for people who love to eat and have a passion for cooking. We're keeping you updated on the food scene with the best culinary thinkers anywhere, celebrating 13 years on Southern California Radio you can find our podcasts at chefjamie.com, mm-hmm. along with a wealth of wonderful recipes, if I may say myself, along yeah. with the Cook with Lana recipe of the week. Oh, I am loving your bacon kimchi deviled eggs, baby. Oh, That is a recipe you are going to want to steal. It's posted at chefjamie.com.
2: Cool. Are you putting kimchi on a hot dog yet?
1: Oh,
2: that's the next. It's
1: coming soon. Uh By the way, we're live, and you're missing the
2: party.
1: We're broadcasting from Pink's, the legendary hot dog, stand since 1939. 73 years of the best hot dog ever. And get in your car right now. Between 9 and 9.30, your first dog of the day is on us. Mention Chef Jamie, the Pink's family, Richard, Gloria, and Beverly all here and in your radio as the delicious conversation continues So how do you find a good knife, and how do you keep it sharp, and what exactly is a rolled edge? Well, any cook knows that a sharp knife is the workhorse of the kitchen, and without one, you really can't do anything. Even the best knife on the market, by the way, is no good unless it's sharp. So um, if you don't sharpen your knives regularly or you're thinking to yourself, I'm in trouble, the knives in my drawer, I can't remember the last time they were sharpened. You should come on down now. The second excuse to a hot dog for breakfast is that Chris Capehart is here live with his sharpening truck. So special today for Chef Jamie, friends, and fans, $3 per knife is your sharpening fee for his mobile sharpening truck. And he's right here in the big white truck outside of Pink's Hot Dogs. And he'll be here just past 10 o'clock this morning, and he is sharpening your kitchen knives. And if you could do anything For your cooking for your culinary talent to elevate yourself you would have your knives sharpened professionally this is what all straight edge knives definitely need and by the way if you have a serrated knife in your drawer never one for you to sharpen on your own we are delighted that you are here mr capehart because it's not often that a knife expert joins us in person pretty cool
5: well thank you very much uh...
1: come closer to the microphone so we can hear you Uh,
5: thank you Thank you. Uh, this is my first time uh, on air anywhere. That's okay. And, of That's course, okay. this is the best place to be. Yes. The nice. land of pinks. That's <laughs> right. That's what right. Better. Yay. I started coming here in 1974 <laughs> with my father. The oh, the oh yes. So all you fathers that are sitting at home, bring your kids down here yes. and start a tradition. We That's love it. that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I will tell you, I'm very proud to have you uh, on the radio, or as I like to say, in your radio for the first time. Um, Giada De Laurentiis, the Food Network star, who's a spectacular cook. Um, We held hands the first time she was ever on the radio, on this show, in fact. So if you want to hold hands under the table, it'll be
5: okay. Thank you. I promise it'll be okay.
1: Oh, you're a pro at this. And
5: don't forget, anybody that comes down and buys a Chef Jamie Gwynn hot dog gets a free two-sided sharpening stone. It's an eight-by-two sharpening stone. It's a medium and fine sharpening stone. And while we're here, we'll give you tips on how to sharpen with it. Oh, that's super cool. All you people out there that love hot dogs, Jamie's hot dog is the one that we're featuring today yes. and by all means come down and get your free sharpening stone.
1: Okay so let's talk about defining the edge. What is the difference between sharpening and honing?
5: Okay honing is the finishing of the knife. Right. Every knife has to be honed. Now a sharpening steel most people feel is a sharpening tool but it's not. It's more like realigning the edge or making the edge straight. A rolled edge, which you had mentioned earlier, is usually when a knife goes dull. There's two basic things that make a knife go dull, abuse and a rolled edge. Now, to me, it's the same thing because when the edge rolls, that means it's not straight up. It's curved to one side or to the other. And it's easy to tell by running your finger from the back of the blade to the front of the blade to see if it's where it's rolled be very careful running your finger down the blade because it will still cut Yes. Uh, my, my edge there's kind of two different edges out there really one edge you need to put pressure on to make it cut and then my edge which it just cuts it could be laying on the mm-hmm. table and you bump it you're gonna hurt yourself So. What we have here, uh, what you're working with right now, oh, wow. is my santuku that isn't designed to cut paper, but it's designed to cut uh, tomatoes. Yeah, but oh, I just
1: so cut so the first funny. page
5: of my notes for this interview. Well, thank you. I so, feel right at home you're with you on already. Your own. There you go. Do you right.
2: think she's trying to tell you something? Yes.
5: Now, what we'd like to do, Jamie, here is I have the exact same knife with three different edges, and you have a tomato. I would love to see what your input is on sure. the different edges. Now, the
1: reason I mentioned sharpening versus honing is I jumped right to it intentionally, Chris, because I believe there is beauty to a whetstone at home, but I think it is meant for professional chefs who are using their knives hour after hour in a professional kitchen setting. So if you have a whetstone at home, I think it's lovely to learn how to use, but I really believe that home cooks should do themselves the favor of professionally sharpening their knives once every few months or so if you are an avid cook. And so if you're having your knives professionally sharpened from K-Part sharpening, then you could be using your steel to hone the edge at home. And that's the conversation that we really want to get to is what blade is best for you and how do you keep it sharp at home in between the sharpening process of professionals like yourself.
5: Okay. um, The knife you're getting ready to cut with here has been double honed. Okay. Double honed means that we hit it with a leather Oh, wheel and then we machine oh, yeah. hone yeah. it on top of that. Now that edge there works very well for cutting thins, uh, thin slices as you can see. It has a fluted edge on oh. the side. Oh. Now a fluted edge means... <laughs> oh, you
1: all are a bunch of ooh or <laughs> Go ahead, Chris.
5: A fluted edge is those grooves that are cut vertically on the knife to keep the thin slices from sticking to the knife. This knife here, I designed it because most Santukus are way too small. This has a larger blade, gives you more uh, uh, room to cut with, and it also gives you a larger uh, percentage of results. Now, after you're done having fun with that one, we can actually take that with a leather finish, okay? Now, this is the exact same knife with a different type of finish, or what you would call honing. Okay. Okay? The hone on the leather is more what I do for residential work. So, Jamie, when I sharpened your knives earlier, that edge you're touching right there is the edge that's going to be on your knives. Okay? Now, can you feel the difference between the two? Yes, definitely. Okay. In a commercial, uh, uh, commercial situation, the double-honed will last longer, okay? For home use, the leather finish lasts longer, okay? Because when people are putting it in a dishwasher, Fabulous. now, you ask me, when you get your knives professionally sharpened, how do you keep them sharp? Right. Everywhere I go, it's, at Bristol Farms, everybody, I suggest the same thing. Use it, clean it, put it away. Don't do a thing to it. If it's working, then don't try to make it work more when it's actually working. So if the knife's cutting, don't do anything to it. A lot of people in the culinary industry, especially when I teach at the culinary schools at uh, Cordon Bleu and Art Institute, yes. uh, they tell you to hone your edge or steal your knife every day. But if it's cutting, aren't you over abusing the knife? Yes. Aren't you overworking the knife?
1: If it's professionally sharpened and it's working to its ultimate benefit to you then yes keep the knife in, use
5: it clean it put it I away I was going to
1: say just in its place with that said we're going to teach you how to hone your knives at home but you need to start with a sharp blade so come on down Chris Capehart's knife sharpening truck is here until just after 10 a.m three dollars per kitchen knife or any knife for that matter sharpened in his mobile truck right outside of Pink's Chris is coming back on the radio to share his cutting-edge knowledge. I love that. I know. I couldn't help it. At 9.30 much. in the morning guy this guy morning. Right. Yeah, he is the sharpest guy you in are. the crowd. 30 okay. minutes from now, there are more knife tips right here in your radio. But your free hot dog for breakfast starts in just two minutes, and there's a whole other hour of delicious conversation. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen uh, in your radio along with Lana, live from the legendary hot dog Stand. Oh, wow. Pink's. Come so on down God. and join Yay. us.
0: Welcome to the second hour of delicious conversation with chef Jamie Gwynn. Dish with celebrity chefs, cookbook authors, and food experts and gain inspirational ideas. You'll learn kitchen wisdom, wine education, and culinary trends and eat and drink like you've never done before. Food and wine with chef Jamie Gwynn starts now.
1: Oh, it's a party. You're missing it. Come on down. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Welcome to the second hour of delicious conversation. Along with Lana, we are broadcasting live from Pink's, the legendary hot dog stand established in 1939. It's our annual hot dog breakfast broadcast. And the reason no one is clapping is because they are eating. Yes, all hot dogs between 9 and 9.30, should you want to start your morning right with a chili cheese dog, are on us. So come down, say Chef Jamie And start your morning deliciously. We are delighted that you've joined us. Chef, don't go far. You're coming up next. Oh, he's going to get his hot dog. I love that. By the way, coming up this hour, please stay tuned. Because whether you're in the garden or in your kitchen, or you're on your way to Pink's for a chili cheese dog for breakfast, we're delighted that you've joined us for delicious conversation. This is truly where informative, entertaining, fabulous food ideas And uh, all the information you need to inspire you to be a better cook actually exists every Sunday morning. And serving up seconds after your radio benefit comes every Sunday morning on chefjamie.com. We are live from Pink's, and coming up this hour, we hope you'll stay tuned, Chef Mark Gold of Eva Restaurant at 920 live in your radio, sharing his farmer's market inspiration and the upcoming Meals on Wheels event. But first... Andy Husbands and Chris Hart have written the barbecue book that trumps all other barbecue books. Now, Lana... It's the
2: best barbecue book in 20 years.
1: This is the greatest find I've ever seen. Boston is staking its claim as a barbecue city thanks to two damn Yankees and a wicked good new book. These two gentlemen have won the biggest, baddest barbecue competition in the world, and they are sharing all of their prized possessions, recipes, and more in a new book called Wicked Good Barbecue. Trust me, it is going to be probably in the top five of the best cookbooks you have ever bought, and both of them join us live and here and in your radio, and we're glad to have you. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy barbecue to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, we have you both. Jack Daniels World Champions... Thank you for having uh, taking the time and, and having the uh, good insight. We hope to uh, to join us this morning. Tell us a little bit uh, about your queue and how many awards you've uh, accumulated now or thus far.
6: Wow, uh,
7: we've uh, I mean, Chris probably can answer how many awards we've won, but you know, of course, the uh, World Championships is our one of our proudest moments, yeah. um, especially for Chris. Um, and our queue is, you know, what we talk about in this book is if you want to make the best ribs in your block, in your city, in your state, or in the world, this book will help you do it.
1: And for sure. Okay, let's start with ribs, gentlemen, because there's never going to be enough time. We hope you'll come back on the radio before we've even started. Um, let's talk about the ribs that won the Jack Daniels World Championship.
6: Yeah, so the um, one of the things that's different about competition barbecue is that you're trying to make a big statement with one bite. So you have all these judges out in the field uh, judging your barbecue, and you know there's a hundred teams out there, so they they're going to take one bite of barbecue, and it has to just say wow. So that's what recipes do is they introduce lots of wow factors with various dry rubs and sauces and cooking methods, and we kind of layer smoky barbecuey flavors until you have something that's just out of control good.
1: It does start with a rub, right, guys?
6: I rub up. Yep. Yeah. A couple of-
1: so you're known for a couple of rubs. Oh, the IQ Dry Rub. Let's talk it, because this one's becoming famous uh, countrywide.
7: Well, you know, this, this rub, I mean, so the rubs are, you know, it's, it's your beginning layer. It's like, you know, one of the foundations of your house. So you want something that's going to be bold, yet kind of, you know, not maybe take, not take away from the other flavors that are there. So this this rub, it's sugars. Um, we have we specify certain um, chili powders that we think that are, are best to use a little bit of salt, um, garlic powder, onion powder. It's it's really the basis of, of all of our great Q. This is how we start.
1: I love the idea of the turbinado sugar, by the way, as being the basis. Is there a difference? Have you tested everything from turbinado sugar to granulated to brown?
6: Absolutely, Wheat, turbinado yeah. is, a, is a raw sugar, and what it wants. Burn. So sometimes you see some barbecue that gets kind of a black tinge to it. That's from the brown sugar, which really is just white sugar with some color added to it. Oh. Burn. So we always go with turbinado, which has a higher point burn point, and you get more of a ruby red color when you use turbinado. Oh, how well, nice! As, as well nice as what we like know. is is that crunch. You know that that crunch of the sugar.
7: It, yeah. You know when we so a lot of times we'll do a little finishing. So after we've made our barbecue, we'll sprinkle a little bit of the rub on the end. And it gives it that nice little kind of sweet crunch.
2: Ooh.
1: So texturally and and flavorfully, there's really a lot of depth of character to the ribs themselves before you even get to the fall-off-the-bone, tender, meaty, deliciousness of the pork itself. You're known for 25-step championship chicken as well, gentlemen. And <laughs> I, I would like to understand and share the virtues of meat glue, please. <laughs> <laughs>
6: What we're trying to do is we're thinking of every single detail out of contest. We're trying to visualize the experience. And the last thing we want to have happen is they bite into that chicken and the piece of skin kind of comes off and ends up on. So we just used a technique that we learned in our kitchen, in a professional kitchen, and brought it out to the, bar- the barbecue uh, realm. And uh, just use a little bit of meat glue on the skin to make sure that it stays attached to the chicken and they bite right through it. And Here meat
1: can- glue is actually an enzyme. transglut. Transglutaminase?
6: It sounds a little bit uh, crazy, but it's actually used uh, often in many different uh, things uh, for, for like imitation. I'm so it's used everywhere from like deli meat all the way to four star molecular gastronomy restaurants and everywhere in between.
1: Yeah, and I love yeah. that molecular gastronomy come to barbecue, by the way. <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant.
2: But where do you <laughs> buy the meat glue?
6: You can actually get online know. on Amazon. Yes. Yeah. On Amazon.
2: You can find anything on Amazon. Wow, fabulous. Uh, Gentlemen, you know
1: what I'm planning to make first? And, you know, of all the wonderful recipes in the book, and really, by the way, this is the grandest barbecue book I have ever seen. I, I was licking my fingers while going through the pages. And I have to say, this is not your daddy's barbecue. I mean, this is award winning, intense over-the-top, modern-inspired championship barbecue. And this is the level to which grilling has gotten to. And trust me, this is where you want to be. I'm making bacon bit buns. You know why? Because I'm just going to eat the bun. (laughs) This is the most brilliant thing. So the the guys take bacon, they crisp it, and then chop it finely. They reserve some of the bacon fat. And then they mix the bacon with their IQ dry rub. And then they mix melted butter and bacon fat. You're still with me, oh, right, Lana? I,
2: I'm truly. I'm She's slipping I, off I, her I, chair wow. at the moment.
1: Whoa. Melted butter and bacon fat come together. You dip the top of a bun or roll in the butter fat mixture, and then you sprinkle on the crispy, dry, rub-flavored oh. bacon. And you have a bacon-bit bun.
2: Oh, we could, put a, we could put a hot dog in there. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. Wow. It's just that good. <laughs> just that good. Wow. How about your spatchcock chicken? It looks fabulous.
6: Well, the, the yeah, spatchcock chicken, chicken have, is a, one of the things we like to do with the, uh, the chicken is actually cook it skin side down. So yes. You know, when you cook a whole chicken, take the back out, save it from making stock or something, split it, put it skin side down, and that skin kind of acts as like a, as like a barrier between the fire and the meat, and it really uh, promotes great flavor and juiciness. There is this wood-grilled
1: party panini, too. You guys have to see this. We're live at Pink's, by the way. I wish you guys could have a hot dog with us. But they make I love this... Par- oh, you do? Is that Chris or Andy?
6: That was
1: Chris. <laughs> Chris, tell us about your love for Pink's.
6: I just, you know, when I go to get to a good hot dog place, the first thing I do is I just get the hot dog with some mustard on it and have it very simple. And uh, that's what I did when I was there.
2: Oh. The best hot dogs—the crunch, the snap—so uh, good. Absolutely, the texture is so fabulous. good. And
1: after I pull my next hot dog off the barbecue, I'm gonna put a um, whole roast, whole smoke roasted striped bass and rocket pesto together from the book. I can't to make, wait to make your hundred dollar meatloaf. There's a fried magic. What, what
2: mac- is in the hundred dollar meatloaf? Foie gras, baby. Of course.
1: And it's got truffles um, shaved over the top because all great meatloaf should. And last but not least, gentlemen. Tell us about Kenny's smoke and butter cake.
7: Well, you chose one of the most popular recipes in the book. He brought uh, this is our good friend Kenny who actually took the photos for the book. It is one of the juiciest, richest, buttery desserts you can have. We just sell it at my restaurant, and we just serve like three bite cake because it's so rich. It's one of the best desserts I've ever had. It's, it's a great, great recipe. Lots of cream cheese, powdered sugar. It's delicious.
1: And by the way, it comes from the smoker, because we are seriously unleashing your inner pit master. (laughs) If there was ever a barbecue book to buy and hold close to your chest, this one is it.
2: I am starting on page one and just going right through it.
1: Yeah, what time is dinner? Mm. It's called Wicked Good Barbecue. It is fearless recipes from two damn Yankees that have won the biggest, baddest barbecue competition in the world. Authors Andy Husbands and Chris Hart, you wrote a killer book. And we hope you'll come back to share more of the virtues with us uh, on the book itself uh, sometime soon.
6: Love to. Thank you. Gentlemen, a pleasure. Thank
1: you. As the delicious conversation continues right here and in your radio, coming up, Chef Mark Gold, Eva and what he's cooking now, plus more knife sharpening tips. Chris Capehart is here with his knife sharpening sharpening mobile truck. So come on and join us. You can have your kitchen knives sharpened. Bring them down, $3.00 per knife and come have a hot dog because the pinks are celebrating national hot dog month and so are we chef jamie gwen in your radio along with lana live at pinks the legendary hot dog stand since 1939 la brea and melrose we'll see you soon there's more delicious conversation right after this they can't clap they're eating I've never seen such a crowd at Pink's Hot Dogs at 9 a.m. in the morning in my whole entire life. They're online. Must be the Chef Jamie
2: broadcast. Wow.
1: We're loving that. Chef Jamie going along with Lana in your radio. KFWB News Talk 980. Serving up seconds at chefjamie.com. You made the right choice. You are listening to truly delicious conversation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Culinary experts, visionaries, tips, tricks, and techniques are found here every Sunday morning where you can get your culinary fix. And you can always find us once again at chefjamie.com or find me at Chef Jamie Gwen on Facebook and Twitter. You can find me at Pink's pretty often too. The Pink's family is here and we are broadcasting live. It's our annual Pink's breakfast broadcast. And we're celebrating the 73-year legacy of our dear friends, the family of the Pinks, and their incredible loyalty to Los Angeles with their legendary hot dog stand. Come join us. Hot dogs are on us for the next eight minutes. Thank you, Richard Pink. And come start your morning right with a chili cheese dog. We also want to mention to you that we are raising the bar. We're searching for the best summer cocktail and want to know what you're drinking at the grill this summer. You have three days left to submit your best cocktail recipe to win a pair of tickets to La Caja Full opening night at Segerstrom Hall at Segerstrom Center for the Performing Arts in Orange County and a gift certificate for dinner at Antonello's $100 valued gift certificate. So you just send your best cocktail recipe via email to our email address for this radio show live live at Chefjamie.com. and
2: with dinner. What a contest! I know,
1: pretty great, and huh? La Cage? And Lacage with wow. George Hamilton is supposed oh, to be fabulous.
2: Doesn't get better than that. Wow! Yes.
1: That's right. <laughs> We're gonna make you hungry for dinner tonight, huh? right now. Oh. Oh. That's right, because I like to say, Mark, that this show will make you hungry for more. And we're delighted that you got up early and came down to join us for a hot dog. You're a good man, let oh, me thank say. Thank you so much. Thank In you, In 2009, Chef Mark Gold opened Eva Restaurant, named after his grandmother. Uh, Eva Restaurant is known to most of Mark's guests as their home away from home, really. I know that our paths crossed years ago when we both uh, had the privilege of working under Octavio Becerra and Joachim Splishal. That is true. You've yeah. certainly become a rock star chef. And we know well, that um, as often as you change your hat, from uh, just blue <laughs> denim to a cowboy hat, your menu changes with each season as well. And so with Farmer's Market here and seeing that we're right around the corner from your incredible restaurant, yes. we're so glad that you came on down. Well,
8: that's very kind. Thank you so yes. much.
1: So welcome to the show for the first time. Um, talk about your style of cooking, if you would, and really what defines you as a chef.
8: Well, my style of cooking, it's, it's, it's very simple. It is um, What we do is we go to the market and we're very seasonal. So we cook in the seasons. And what we do is we try to keep it just simple and refined. Uh, We try to take the produce or the protein that we're serving and just keep it simple and try to really just enhance it, uh, take the flavor and really just uh, make it shine. So we keep it very simple, refined, and a certain elegance to it.
1: A certain elegance, though, with a certain sort of home-style, comfortable feel. Like even um, Beverly Pink was saying she comes to the restaurant all the time. The people that know and love you cannot get enough of your food, and I love that. I think it's very much your farm-to-fork approach as well because if you see, we were talking about lemon cucumbers last Correct. hour mm-hmm. at the market, you're inspired to cook with them. So what are you cooking now?
8: Well, you know, one, one of the things that we in, uh, inspired us this past Wednesday uh-huh. was uh, we've gotten this, it's called a Gretel eggplant. Gretel? Uh, Gretel? Gretel eggplant from uh, What's uh, the Weiser shape? Farms. What's the shape it's of it? It's very long okay. and white. And white. And white. And so what we've done with it is, um, I mean, we've tried different applications when we first uh, brought it into the restaurant. But what we've decided is we've actually peeled it. We cook it and we make a little dashi broth. So we kind of like poach it in a little <gasps> bit of dashi. Oh, Ooh. yummy. And then we, um, then we coat it with a little thing called yuzu koshu, a uh, little bit of soy sauce. And then we <laughs> put it on the hibachi and we grill it over Japanese charcoal. Oh and my oh god! I'll be right with there. The duck right now. Oh.
1: You're so, serving it with the duck. With the duck. Now right? I am a duck yeah. fan. I will eat duck any which way you make it. And what a nice compliment, duck and eggplant. So you've it's got beautiful. this beautiful umami flavor of the eggplant. I really think of eggplant that way, yeah. right? It has a savoriness to it, right. a, a flavor that's hard to define. And then you have the richness of the duck. Is it glazed or lacquered? or? we
8: kind of, what we do is we sous vide the duck at uh, 53 degrees for a couple hours. And then what we do is we roast the skin, skin side down, and we get that nice crispy skin. And then we serve it medium rare, rare to medium rare. Mm. And then we just, it's just beautiful. It's Mm, a beautiful mm, dish. mm. It's really nice. And the eggplant is just so good. It's just got this creamy texture to it.
1: You know, Wiser Farms is actually coming out with, uh, we heard, an heirloom, melon so heirloom yep. tomatoes the next step heirloom yeah, no, melon. melons, melons. melons now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sweet and succulent mm-hmm. weiser farms is a wonderful company they yeah. do a lot of business with melissa's our yes. produce sponsor mm-hmm. and we were amazed to see their piles of potatoes at the santa monica farmer's <gasps> market oh, this t- past t- 10, Wednesday. 20 30 yeah. feet well, Amazing. that's what they
8: started with the potatoes just
1: fabulous yeah. It, yeah just truly spectacular and now it's
8: gone into melons eggplant grown yeah.
1: so yeah the best dish on your current summer menu Or the most popular, please. Wow, that's
8: crazy. I know. It's like, how many children do you
1: have and which one's your favorite, right?
8: (laughs) Well, I have to say, I have two children, Nico and Eva, that uh, (laughs) they're home listing and I love them so much. Oh, hi, Nico. Hi, Eva. You're going to bring hot dogs (laughs) home for
1: breakfast, right? How nice. Just pick your... And I'll bring them home a hot dog. That's right. Pick your best dish.
8: I mean, you know, the duck is exceptional. Yes. We have a beautiful halibut dish on the menu right now. Oh, right up my alley. um, With celery roots uh, from Coleman Farms. Nice. Um, You know, we do a lot. We do really well with fish. And, um, you know, Um. we have a great udon pasta on the menu as well. Mm. We take udon noodles that are coming straight out of Japan. Uh, We take live crab. We cook the crab. We make a broth with the actual. Poaching liquid oh. and a little bit of brown butter yuzu. Oh, and sign me up is, for that! It's just yeah. Beautiful. What's
2: for brunch this morning?
8: Oh my God! For brunch, we do you know we do a, a beautiful French omelet, and so we do it the right way. We roll it very light and fluffy. And we're serving with a little bit of lobster, brown butter, and artichoke this morning. Oh.
2: Okay, we'll be right over just
8: after my day. third okay. hot
2: dog. Save a few for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll do one
8: in honor of Pink's. We'll do a hot dog. Oh, we there we that.
1: go. i um, coming up we'll to call benefit it the, Beverly. <laughs> the Beverly to benefit um, Meals on Wheels. One of the summer's most anticipated culinary events is returning to Santa Monica. We know that you're a part of it. Uh, we know that Meals on Wheels provides over 4,700 me, meals daily to residents in the greater L.A. area through St. Vincent. Correct. And we're very proud to support as well. So coming up next Thursday, July 26th, at the Jonathan Beach Club, you will find Mark Gold as one of the featured chefs for an evening on the beach, the upcoming St. Vincent Meals on mm-hmm. Wheels event to benefit those less fortunate than us. And we hope that you will check out the website and buy your tickets. It's eveningonthebeach.com.
8: It's an awesome event. Yeah, it
1: really is. And we wow. look forward to seeing you there. Um, but first, we'll see you at the restaurant just around the corner here from Pink's yes, on-,
2: on Melrose. On Beverly. On Beverly, Beverly. rather. On
1: Beverly, you'll find Eva Restaurant. (laughs) And
2: I know the website. I'll be on on Beverly, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: I know the restaurant uh, website by heart. It's (laughs) EvaRestaurantLA.com. EvaRestaurantLA.com. Check him out. He is truly one of the rising star chefs here in Los Angeles. Chef Mark Gold in your radio. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us. Thank
8: you, Chef Jamie. As the delicious
1: conversation continues, when we come back, we're defining the edge once again. Keeping your knives sharp. The way to make you a better cook so stay tuned live from pinks it's the legendary hot dog stand and our annual hot dog breakfast broadcast you're invited chef jamie Gwen, along with lana we'll see you soon you hungry for more? We ask chefs where they like to eat, what they love to cook with, and what they can't live without. I cannot live without a Pink's hot dog and a sharp knife, Chris Capehart. And I think that's just enough to satisfy any food lover. Good morning, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. Can you all put your hot dogs down for just a moment and roar a big hello? Oh,
2: there we go. <laughs>
1: Now that's a party. Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio. You have a culinary coach every Sunday morning right here beginning at 8 a.m. And we're sharing with you the ever-evolving culinary landscape. We're also serving up seconds at ChefJamie.com. We've got lots of friends and fans and family here as we broadcast live for the next half hour. We've been here since 8 a.m. It's our annual Pink's. Hot dog, legendary hot dog breakfast broadcast. And it's been delicious every moment. Yes, it has. Mm. And I I want everyone to know that while I'm on my third dog, I only take a bite of each, and then I get caught up in conversation. Yeah, whatever, Paula. And... uh, Uh, it's true there is a Chef Jamie hot dog on the menu today, one day only. It's farmers market inspired, and it's filled with everything grilled, from onions and bell peppers to the best of mushrooms, diced tomato, guacamole, ranch, and barbecue sauce combined. And it really is, I will say, one of the better Pink's annual Chef Jamie dogs, if I may say myself. Rick, we know that you had a triple dog in a burrito with chili mm.
2: already. Whatever. He's so 2010.
1: I know. <laughs> that was the chef. Jamie Dogg in 2010, wasn't it? Uh, we know that you're listening in your radio to Delicious Conversation, and we thank you. We're trying to make you a better cook, and by doing so, we're starting with the tools. Chris Capehart is here, and he has his mobile sharpening knife truck perched right outside of pinks it's the big white truck and for today only up until just after 10 a.m you bring your kitchen knives down you have some people over there my
5: son's here that, William.
1: right and you have some people that have brought their knives thus far at three dollars yes. per knife you will sharpen all of their kitchen tools let's pick up where we left off we talked about sharpening versus honing the best way to keep your knives Sharp is to use them, wash them, and put them back in the drawer, preferably one, I say, not where they're all thrown into the drawer, but in a knife block, right, where they're separated.
5: Your, excuse me. If you store your knives like a spoon, it will cut like a spoon. So you want to be able to cut like a knife. So what you do is you, I have knife covers Yes. that are plastic knife covers, cardboard knife covers, whatever. I, I actually believe in having sets. I have a set today that we have on special for $30 where you get a 10-inch chef's knife Eight-inch chef's knife, six-inch boning knife in the case. So that way you can take it and hide it from the wonderful children that are in the house or your roommate that messes up your stuff all the time. So I firmly believe that storage has a lot to do with it and, and mainly sanitation as well to keep your knife sharp. We always want to make sure that your knives are in a safe place. Even when you're working, all you guys out there in the restaurant business, all your employees over there at Bristol Farms and here at Pink's, never leave a knife unattended. Mm -hmm. A knife unattended only has one purpose, Mm -hmm. and that's to cut you.
1: Yeah, and I agree Mm -hmm. with that. I also am a firm believer in the fact that you should have – A master technician sharpen your knives, Uh, one preferably with 30 years of experience working with knives as a cook and a butcher, and we know that that is you. And there's a wonderful service where you can go online. Give your website, too, so everyone Uh, gets it.
5: Uh, Kpartcutlery.com. Right, and um, I'm also on Twitter, which will give you our route. So if yes. Twitter, Twitter, is on Twitter, Twitter. You, thank you. you. Just Just keep me in line. Keep mm-hmm. me in line. Yes, um, you can go on there and find out where our truck is. So if you want to meet our truck, we're throughout three counties. We're in Orange County. LA County and Ventura County, and what we'd love to meet with all of you out there, give you tips on how to keep your knife sharp, how to maintain your edge. Again, what I like to teach in these culinary schools, and, and here with Sh- uh, Chef Jamie, I'd love to make an edge for you. I'd love to create something. I love you... the
1: idea of a signature edge. I mean, how many people can wow, say that they have a pink?
2: Wow! They have
1: a pink's hot dog, and a signature edge, baby. Yeah, that's very cool. All right, then let's continue to cut because we worked with Santoku in our last hour, right? Right Right now we're
5: going to use an 8-inch chef.
1: This is an 8-inch chef. So I think that there are three knives that any great cook, whether novice or connoisseur, should have in their kitchen. And I wonder if you agree. I love a paring knife, Mm -hmm. a chef's knife, and a serrated bare bones if you had only three. I have 30. I'm privileged and blessed and grateful, and I carry them around in in a knife kit. Uh, oh, in fact, wait, I didn't give you that. Excuse There's me. more knives to sharpen, I, Chris. God
5: bless you for keeping me working, girl. I have
1: to cut my hot dog. All Excuse right, go me. ahead, if you would. So I carry them around in a, in a knife kit, and I have one of every style. But if you were to be limited to just a few, what are your top picks?
5: Well, being a, a, a cook and a butcher, I have to have a butcher knife in there because yes. everybody out there loves tri-tip. You love your pastrami. Everybody <laughs> loves their, their meats cut thin. Wait, did
1: you see me on KTLA this past week? Who loves of tri-tip more than Mark Krisky? No one, hello Mark, if you're listening. No one loves Tri-Tip more than Mark Krisky, We need to do a, a butcher segment together mm. there.
5: I'd love to. That Anything would be that great. you want to do, I would love to work with you because right. I love the way you guys work mm. together. You two are yeah. wonderful. Nice. I love this Dynamic show. Duo. And you're supporting Pinks, the most oh. wonderful oh. place oh, yeah. in the world. And by the way. Woo!
1: really about Pink supporting us, and so everyone, I hope, knows how very grateful we are to be here. Okay, talk to us about uh, this particular knife. Uh,
5: this particular knife, I create my knives to, to be hard enough to hold an edge and soft enough to put an edge. What that means is, is that when you want to take a knife oh, and nice. it's rolled or something has happened to the edge and it's not performing the way you want it to, that you could take a steel to it and be able to steal it back up. You know a lot of knives on the market brag that they're the hardest knife on the Internet or on the on the market. An example, Global... Uh, Cut Co, these knives are very, very hard. So that means they'll cut great up until you do something wrong. The second something happens that isn't perfect, it's going to go dull and you're not going to be able to get it back. You need to take it to somebody uh, like myself. The reality of it is more people are getting cut sharpening knives than they are actually using them. So please, if you want to come to my website, I have them uh, on my website plus at uh, YouTube. We have uh, several that's videos on YouTube on showing you how to use the knife, how to maintain the edge, and keep them sharp.
1: That's pretty fabulous. That is, is I would tell you, mm. close to a Brunoise dice mm. from a very and big like the red, snow, red onion. Fresh
5: onions in the morning.
1: Nope, that's that's it's what beautiful. we call the topping to a chili cheese dog, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, you got it. Wow, mm. that that is a beautiful edge as well.
5: That's my factory edge. This is the edge. Uh, this one is called a. A hollow ground edge with a double hone. Now, when I say double hone, I hit it on a leather wheel, right. then hit it on a machine hone, which gives a double hone. Most of your sharpeners out there are barely honing once. I do it twice. Give it twice the length of time, twice the longevity of the edge.
1: Okay, so talk to us. You professionally sharpen your knives. We, we go out to your truck or we go on the website. We get home with sharp, beautiful knives. We start to use them. We're cutting the backyard, beautiful heirloom tomatoes we're growing. And we're picking herbs and chopping them finely and making pesto in a mortar and pestle. And they begin to dull. I would like for you to discuss, if you would please, honing. Because I think it's the one tool that great cooks can master at home.
5: Okay, what happens is this, when, the, especially if you sharpen with me, you're going to go home and it's going to be euphoria. Okay, and euphoria yeah, gonna... is just going
1: to... This is knife euphoria Okay, right here.
5: It's going to disappear once, okay? Eventually, you'll be the first to know that it's going bad. Right. Now, what I teach at these culinary schools is is that you have to diagnose what's wrong with the edge before you try to fix it. There we go. So Mm -hmm. what you do is you take your fingers on the back of the blade and push it towards the edge. And don't go along the edge because you'll cut yourself. But just go from the back of the blade to the front of the blade. Find out where it's rolled because a sharp knife that goes dull within weeks or months is rolled. So what you do is you find out if it's rolled. So if it's rolled on the right, right side, you only go to the right side of the knife, hit it on the steel only once or twice to try to realign it. The steel is just to realign a rolled edge. So find out first which side it's rolled to, only go to that side. And in the movies in Hollywood, they show you hitting it on both sides repeatedly. No. Go only to the side that's rolled, hit it once, hit it twice. If it stands straight back up, doesn't roll to the other side you're done don't overwork the knife abuse comes Mm -hmm. from the steel mostly
1: you learned it here first i will say i think it's quite extraordinary to know that we have the ability to keep our tools working to their optimum performance and with the support of experts like you we really are becoming better cooks In more ways than one, it's not just about the farmer's market, the rock star chefs, the beauty of the simplicity of dishes, secret ingredients like fennel, pollen, and truffle oil. It's about starting with the right tools. I'll never forget the first day I started culinary school, the first thing they ever taught me at the CIA was mise en place. It was the the three French words that you would truly make your motto for the rest of your culinary life, and that was everything in its place. And it doesn't just apply to little ramekins of chopped garlic when you begin a recipe. It applies to having the right tools, starting with sharp knives, the best quality pots and pans, uh, the optimum cooking area, making sure that your dishes start to finish come alive with flavor. And Chef Mark Gold, who was just here, he'd tell you the exact same at his restaurant as I would for your home kitchen. And this is where it all starts. There are incredible videos of you on YouTube Really amazing videos.
5: I'm a fan of yours, too.
1: Well, thank you. No, but I have to say, I mean, if you really want to learn Mm -hmm. about knife sharpening, then you can go to YouTube and you can see all of Chris Capehart's videos online from where he's taught Mm -hmm. at the top culinary schools across the country. And you can also have your knives sharpened professionally now through just after 10 o'clock. William Capehart here as well, sharpening extraordinarily. Yes! We do love a family affair. Three dollars per knife for Chef Jamie' friends and fans and family this morning, or go to Cape Heart Cutlery, Capehart Cutlery, C A P E H A R T Cutlery dot com, and find out where you can sharpen your knives to the best of their edge. Thank you for the defining the edge for us and for coming out and for sharing your passion.
5: Thank you, and of course, the whole the message that we hope everybody gets is yes. when you cut something and you look down and you see a puddle, that's flavor you're leaving on the cutting board. <laughs> You're bruising your product. Yes. Don't bruise any more product.
2: Ooh, so good Please. to know. That's love. Great. That
5: cut it clean, cut it quick, Ooh. and leave no mess. Well, I've got
2: a new one for you. Cut it with K part.
5: There we go. Oh. <laughs> I Let like you know it, if you need a job, yeah, okay,
1: well, you never know this whole radio thing you know uh, we're growing and gaining your kitchen confidence. We hope every Sunday morning, beginning at eight a m two hours of delicious conversation and fabulous mm-hmm. food, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana like in coming, your radio, coming
2: back with the pinks,
1: yes, coming back with the Pink's family and more about everything you ever wanted to know about the seventy three year legacy that so much defines Los Angeles. You've got 15 minutes to come on down and join us for our annual Pink's Hot Dog Breakfast Broadcast. Please don't miss it. We hope to see you, but stay tuned. There's more delicious conversation in your radio coming right back. It's always a party when you're here at Pink's. Thanks for joining us, guys. Glad to have you. Good morning to you. Loyal listeners, friends, fans, and fun, and grand guests. And a huge thank you goes out to the Pink's family who always make us feel like family and so very welcome. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, along with Lana, every Sunday morning beginning at 8 a.m., two hours of delicious conversation and fabulous food. Heating up your radio with gastronomic pleasures, I like to say, and definitely Pink's falls under that category. I am proud to be on the wall here at Pink's and part of the family. 73 years of an extraordinary, legendary history. Uh, One that has been loyal to Hoffie and Bank of America for all of those 73 years and loyal to Los Angeles At La Brea and Melrose, you see the line. It launches at 9.30 in the morning, and it ends at 3 in the morning the next day. And, Gordon, we love that you have your knife kit with you, by the way. Our good friend Gordon here. Everybody walking from the knife sharpening truck, by the way. But the pinks here live, Richard Pink, Gloria Pink, and Beverly Pink, still family-owned and run and um, kept really with so much integrity that we are very honored to thank you for hosting us.
3: Well, let us express our gratitude to you, as you probably know. Pink's regularly does chili dogs for charity. Yes, we know and you do. Today is no different. No, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. So, thank Chef
2: you. Yes, so Chef
4: Jamie, we love you. We love you, Lana. And in thank honor you. of your visit here today, <gasps> thank you. We would oh. like to present you with a fifteen hundred dollar check oh, wow, to Girls wow. Inc. Thank, thank you. you. I
2: know that so. Much. I know thank Girls you. Inc. is one of your favorite charities. Thank you. How generous! Is. That thank is thank is you.
1: Extraordinarily generous, well, Lana and I are proud to support Girls Inc of Orange County inspiring girls to be strong, smart, and bold. And we thank you for paying it forward and being so very philanthropic in all that you do. Beverly, Gloria, Richard, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, our gift back to you, if you don't mind, not in the form of a check, but in the form of a new culinary-inspired idea. We're worried that the Pink's Hot Dog might one day turn to a protein-style request. You know, this has happened to that other. Wonderful. Yeah, which has happened to that other big burger chain, you know, right? So well, Lana and there's a lot of energy
3: I, in our lines, so yeah. this should be on the menu. <laughs> okay. I,
1: I'm wondering if one day Lana's and my inspiration here might just come alive. So we broke down the Chef Jamie Farmers Market dog, and we made it protein style. This is my newest concept of salad in a jar. So what I love to do is create salad no longer in a bowl, but preferably in a snap-top jar or even a large mason jar. And I layer the mixed greens on the bottom, cooked Melissa's lentils, baby beets, crumbled Mm. feta. You could do a cob salad this way, almost like a seven-layer dip. All of it goes into the jar And then you take the jar and your bottle of dressing To your picnic and when you get there You pour in the dressing, you close the jar You shake it up and you dump it out And you have a tossed salad It's really fun, right? Now if you're packing your lunch for work This is a great thing to do in a mason jar too Because you pack all your lunches The Sunday prior to the work week And then you take your salad with you It never gets soggy, it always stays cold The dressing is separate I personally, if I may say myself, think it's absolutely brilliant But with that said Lana's putting together a protein-style Pink's dog. Should we do guacamole next? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it's everything from my Chef Jamie dog. Isn't that fun? On your Pink's menu.
3: Low-carb, high-protein. Low-carb,
1: high-protein. That's my lunch. High energy. Following my hot dog breakfast, by the way. Pink's protein to go. I can see
3: everybody taking that to work. And
1: I'm going to take a picture right now and post it on Facebook at Chef Jamie Gwen and link along to Pink's. but. Since this is what we think is next in the world of pinks, um, bring us back to Earth, if you would, and tell us what is next. Coming up, Richard, in the world of pinks.
3: Well, what is coming up is that we're going to open a second place in Las Vegas coming up. Mm -hmm. So people that live there and don't want to go down to the strip can have it in their residential area. We
1: love that.
3: And also we have, I mean, I have to say what's coming up is this is a fabulous creation that you have come up with, I have to say. This is pretty cool. This is gorgeous. I could see people just sitting around the lunchroom at work having this and going, yummy. There
2: it is. Oh, pinks
3: protein. That's right. You know what it Boy, is? It's sort
2: of like Pink's To Go.
3: Not, it is. It's not yes. in it a Pink's white bag, right. but it's pretty great. Right. So
1: another location coming to Vegas. We know that when we um, cross paths with the state of Ohio...
3: That's right. right. Well, Cedar Point is open six months a year, and it's got 19 roller coasters, world-class. I mean, I've never seen a place with more roller coasters in the world. It wins the number one prize for the world's greatest (gasps) amusement park every single year. That's pretty great. And I hope that we're contributing to that because you can get a Pink's Hot Dog just like you can it here on La Brea. And you can know, obviously, all of our other locations are, are fantastic. There's no change. It's all the same recipes, all the same ingredients. We have a passion for quality. That's the key to being able to work with Pink's, is that you share our commitment to a great experience, a great dining experience. Yes,
1: isn't that true?
3: Every single time every single hot dog
1: mm-hmm. yes and we honor you and your family with keeping the beauty of pinks alive for so long um what is the next celebrity dog to grace your menu is there a plan gloria well you
3: happen to mention and I'll, no, go you ahead. happen to mention giada yes ah. and giada created a dog not dissimilar interestingly that you think alike to what the one you have it is the fajita mixed, all blended up with the onions and the peppers and the mushrooms and the tomatoes mm-hmm and then covered with mozzarella cheese because melted it has mozzarella that cheese
2: oh, the colors right. of the Italian flag That's right on that dog
4: but i
3: just love your dog and i have to tell you everybody and everybody's listening to your show because they're all in line here they, they want seconds on your dog. And a huge dog. Oh, I can't believe people can eat that much. Oh, <laughs> we absolutely
1: love that. You know, we have um, fans of pinks from near and far. One of um, our dearest friends and one of the most wonderful men in my life, um, our dear friend Rob mm-hmm. in New York, is texting me. He is listening live online and this is like a brother to me. From when he comes to visit from the East Coast, we always, of course, come to Pink's. Well, he's just texting me right now. Oh my God, I'm dying for a pink. Wait, oh, he, he
2: wants us to FedEx him? Probably. One. <laughs> You've got
1: both coasts yearning for your hot dog, and we think that's pretty fabulous. Well, so. FedEx
2: it in the mason jar you just created.
1: See, it. There that's there perfect. Go. <laughs> I love it's it. Ready Brilliant. To go. We will continue to watch the menu for new insights and uh, great well, Pink's you know, arrivals. Well, we
3: we created a, uh, an interesting side dish, okay? It's French fries covered with either ranch dressing or a nacho cheese sauce, but the key to it is real bacon bits that are big oh. chunks I'm that in. just are layered <gasps> across the yeah. top of the cheese, oh. and people are just, like, scooping it up. Okay. They can't um, get enough Bring of it. it on. Right. Beverly?
2: Well, I have to say, yes. though, that we have been so fortunate with you being here, all the guests coming, and we really are very fortunate that we had our parents leave us such a beautiful legacy all these years. Mm
1: -hmm. Blessing. And you've carried it on. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have. And we commend you for that and we love you all and we are always delighted to have a hot dog for breakfast and to broadcast live. Let's plan our date for next year. We wouldn't want to miss Mm -hmm. an annual broadcast at Pink's and Mm -hmm. we know that there are great things to come within Mm -hmm. this family organization and we will continue to look for Pink's around the world and continue to celebrate 73 years and so so Mm -hmm. many more so thank you for hosting us for having us for being generous with friends and fans and family um with hot dogs all morning long I'll have another chili cheese dog before the end of the morning. (laughs) We do. uh, (laughs) We share your
2: pride with you. Yes,
1: that we do. We take great pride in the recipes we post at chefjamie.com as well. And I hope you'll check out the Cook with Lana feature, kimchi, bacon, Devil dog, uh, deviled eggs, rather. See, I'm in a dog mode. (laughs) Cherry mint mojitos. I have a new technique on how to grill fish. And you'll find Amelia Saltzman's farmer's market-inspired recipes posted on the website as well at chefjamie.com. If you have the winning cocktail recipe, don't forget, deadline is this Wednesday, July 18th. You could win a pair of tickets to La Caja Full opening night at Segerstrom Hall at Segerstrom Center for the Performing Arts and a gift certificate for $100 for dinner at Antonello's Restaurant. We're raising the bar. You should submit your best cocktail recipe to be the winner via email. You write to us live at chefjamie.com. So many wonderful friends that have come out, Paula. We're so glad that you're here. And Gordon and family, Joyce and great friends and Vito all around. Um, To our friend Barbara in the back there. Barbara, you posed a great question earlier, and I think it's a wonderful way to close this summer broadcast, Lana. Barbara asked me what to do with a bounty of corn on the cob that was (sighs) gifted to her. That truly is the epitome of summer. Mm. And I have two tips. One, I would throw all the corn cleaned on the grill Then cut it or shuck it off the cob and freeze it. And then you have the ultimate corn chowder come Mm -hmm. the end of the summer. Oh, the
2: future looks bright.
1: Yeah, definitely so. Or I thought maybe they could invite us over and we could bring (laughs) our jalapeno Uh parmesan corn recipe.
2: Oh, there we go. And we could put
1: it together. It's being posted on the website for next Mm -hmm. week's recipe of the week. You'll find it at chefjamie.com. Perfect. And we'll find you standing in line right here at Pink's in the weeks and months to come. And we'll hope that you'll join us next Sunday right here and in your radio beginning at 8 a.m. Lana, I would not do a show without you. And I love
2: you. It's my pleasure. I love it.
1: And love to the Pinks. Thank you for your generous philanthropy and for hosting us once again. And thank you all for listening. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off. We hope you continue to eat well.